If I told you I did not cry during my first solo travel experience, well, I'd be flat out lying to you. The fact is, solo travel can be extremely hard, it can be overwhelming, and really leave us wondering, what in the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> but regardless of all those hard moments, and especially the scary ones that sometimes do come up when you are traveling by yourself, I personally would never change, nor do I regret any of my experiences. So today I wanna to talk to you about the shit they should have told you regarding solo travel and really what are those unspoken truths. Hello and welcome to the Solo Travel Woman Podcast, a place where women come to get empowered and to say goodbye to the stigmas around solo travel so they can start living life on their own terms. I'm Sarah, a huge travel enthusiast and also the host of the show, and I am so excited you are here. To join us in on the conversation, be sure to check us out at solotravelwoman.com and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at solotravelwoman. So without any further talking, let's start our journey. Hey, welcome back to the Solo Travel Woman podcast. So happy to have you here. If you are new, hi, how are you? I'm Sarah and I'm the host of the podcast. And I'm so glad you stumbled upon this little community where we empower and inspire each other to travel solo. <laughs> um, I would love to know how you found us. So definitely leave a review letting us know because I always like to learn how people stumble upon this show. So it gets me excited. But today I wanted to take time to really talk through basically the shit they should have told you around solo travel. I advocate all the time on how amazing solo travel is, how it enriches your life, it teaches you so much about yourself. But the reality is there's parts of it that are overwhelming and scary and hard. And if you're not prepared and you don't approach those the right way, they can really ruin your trip. I have gone through so many things, but I can honestly tell you, I've never once regretted my experience and I would never change a thing about traveling solo. It is everything I love about the world and my experiences and who I am as a person is that I'm capable and I'm strong and I'm empowered to do this. And so this, this episode is not to make you paranoid or turn you away from traveling. It's just really important to be upfront and honest and give you the full view of a solo travel experience and not just, you know, sugarcoat it, give you it in rose colored glasses. Um, really share those unspoken truths. So here's the thing. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to feel every other emotion in between while you are traveling. I have had missed train stops where I've ended up in areas I had no idea where I was. Some safe, some not safe. I have gone and checked into a hotel that I thought was one thing. And then you go and it is not at all like it's advertisement. I totally got hotel catfished. And the thing is, something's always gonna go wrong, whether it's a big thing or a little thing. There will always be something, and it's truly how you react to the situation that can make or break your experience. So when I took my first ever solo trip, it was to Greece. Also, I ended up going to Turkey. But when I got to the airport, got through customs, all of that, I was faced with 
a very overwhelming experience and that was all of the solicitations, men shouting at me to use their cab service. I'm from New York City. Like I lived there for like 14 years and I was living there during that time. And I truly was like, what the F did I get myself into? This is too much. I don't know where to go. These men are like, I felt like a piece of meat in like a dinosaur pen. They were huddling around you to try to get you to take their cab. And not that they were being mean, but it was a lot. It was a lot of people. It was super overwhelming. And it's the first time I traveled by myself. And now I didn't baby step in. I went from not doing much on my own to jumping into going to Greece and Turkey alone. You know, I always say go out to dinner, do a staycation, all that stuff to kind of get your feet wet. I personally did not do that. <laughs> and so this was a lot. And now, thankfully, because I was not paying attention, I ended up bumping into someone. He happened to be a man who spoke English. He, after, you know, introducing myself, I found out he was American. And he frequent, um, frequently traveled to Greece. So he knew how to navigate the airport. And now... If I was at home, I probably would have been very hesitant to accept this person's help because I would have been thinking there was some type of ulterior motive. Sadly, it's the world we live in and I would I have my guard up when it comes to certain situations. However, I'm so grateful that number one, he noticed my stress. He was a very nice, kind man. And he really helped me navigate my way to an area where I can get safe transportation without feeling pressured or taken advantage of. And so I totally thought, cool, that was stressful. My first five minutes, I wanted to get the hell out of there. It can only go up from here. Well, that was not the case. Like I said, things will and always, you know, in some way, shape or form, something will go wrong. So then, you know, I'm in the Uber or taxi, whatever you want to call it. I get to my hotel and they had the complete wrong room reserved for me. I They put me in, now it was a hostel, it was my first time staying at a hostel, they put me in an eight room um, instead of a, the, the quad, so the four person room. I thought, okay, I could deal with three other people, eight, you know, that would have been a little bit too much, so I wanted to find myself like a nice happy medium and so I was like, okay, I wanted a four person room. I also totally forgot to notify my bank that I was traveling. I didn't know that was a thing you had to do back then because, again, I had never done this. So I never told them. So then I go to pay the taxes because sometimes in European hotels, you pay for everything. But then when you go, you have to pay a certain amount of euro or pound or whatever, wherever you are in, you know, taxes and local fees. And I go to pay and my cards declined. I'm not someone who has a plethora of credit cards. So like that was what I was using. It was going to get me points, all this stuff. So I was freaking out like, oh my gosh, do I not have money? Like, am I gonna be able to do this trip? The time difference, I really couldn't call the bank at the time, I didn't know what to do. So thankfully he took cash, gave him some cash. The next morning I called my bank, got it all situated. This was before you can just go on your online portal and change things. Um, but you know, it was so many little things that kept going wrong that had I let all those moments really affect me, I would have been absolutely miserable. But I just really kept chalking it up to, I was an experienced traveler, this is all me. As I get more experience, as I do this more, it's gonna become so second nature. Things will, you know, kinda smooth itself out. 
And I was going to be meeting up with a bunch of other people that were like me, solo travelers going to a new country. We were going to be meeting up to do some activities, excursions, etc. And so I was like, everything's going to be fine. We're going to laugh and share stories. I'm going to make friends and all those things. And ultimately, that is what happened. It was a trip of a lifetime. I grew up reading Greek mythology. I love history. Greece is always somewhere that I said, if I had one place in the world to go to before I died, it had to be Greece. And so I made that a reality for myself. And I made some of the most amazing friends. Those friends I am still close to to this day. One of them lives in San Diego, who is near and dear to my heart, and I love her. Another one is in Adelaide in Australia. She was another sweet mate of mine and someone I really connected with. I have another girlfriend who lives in London that I'm very close to. And although we might not talk every day or see each other all the time, I know that I could reach out to them and say hi, and they're there. Or if I'm in the area, they're going to want to see me and vice versa. And had I not, you know, been open and stayed positive through those kind of crazy experiences, I would have been so closed off of these people. And now I realize this is how I wanted to experience the world. I don't know about you, but as much as I love solo travel, I also sometimes miss having a friend with me to take in a show or people watch or just kind of venture around town with. Well, I have found the perfect app. It is called Torlina. So Torlina is the first female travel app that verifies travelers, whether they're backpackers or luxury travelers, to connect with each other based on that passion for travel and that sense of adventure. You can connect with women that are local to the destination you're traveling to or with others before your travel even begins to see who might be in town and wants to meet up for an evening for part of their trip. Women tend to find more meaningful and long-lasting connections with other women. And you also make such lifelong friendships when you're on your adventure and when you're journeying around the world. And Torlina really just helps you make that connection in a safe way. So I have a great offer for you. Torlina has given us 100% off for all of our listeners by using the code Sarah100 at torlina.com. And I mean, why would you say no? It's totally free. So use the code Sarah100 and I can't wait to see who you meet on your journey. Welcome back. So diving right back in, being your own support system I have to tell you, it's a lot harder than I think some people think it is. (laughs) Now, when I first took my solo experience for the first time and went out there and embarked on my journey, I had been living on my own in New York City for about eight years. So when it came to traveling by myself, I really didn't think anything of it. I thought, no way am I going to struggle with this. I'm so used to depending on myself. New York, you walk around all by yourself, all of these things. Hence why I didn't dip my feet in by going out to dinner by myself more often or taking a weekend vacation nearby, etc. I just was like, I've got this. However, it's a lot more than you think it's going to be. <laughs> um, you know, when you're at home, you have your friends you can call when you're feeling sad or go see family, etc. But when you're traveling by yourself, you truly are your own shoulder to lean on. So in moments where it was hard, 
because of time differences, I couldn't call like a friend or family member. There was no one there to like talk through it with me, calm me down. I was 100% left to my own devices. And that also meant being in charge of every decision, activity, experience I would have. No one else is making decisions for me. Now, that was awesome for someone who is a little bit OCD and kind of a control person. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, it would have been nice to be able to take a step back and not have to think about all that all the time. Um, And then you're watching your own back. Like there's no one watching out for you to make sure you're safe. You have to really be aware of your surroundings, keep your wits about you, take necessary precautions and things like that to ensure your safety because it's, it's just you. You know, not every stranger is gonna help someone in need. So you only can really depend on yourself. And it becomes exhausting, all these elements that you have to take care of. So, you know, thankfully I do have a background in planning corporate events and, you know, having to maintain schedules and keep things in orderly conduct, plan itineraries, et cetera. So overseeing my activities and plans, that did come kind of easily. I do enjoy being able to do what I want when I wanna do it. But the hard part was not having anyone to turn to at the end of the night to say, oh my God, that was so much fun, or what do you wanna do tomorrow, or share my frustrations with, or get excited with, nothing. And like I said, calling home wasn't an option because it was an eight hour difference. So that's when I truly decided to start journaling. I had always been someone who wrote poems. I wrote journals when I was younger, but as an adult, I really didn't do that as much. And so what I decided to do was, document my experiences since I had no one to talk to I would journal it and then I would want and you know write down everything and that's how I would share my experiences when I went home with family and friends and the hope was one day to be able to share it with the broader community to really inspire others and now you know seven years later I'm doing just that you know all of this stuff I talk about on this podcast and my blog are based on my experiences from that time I was journaling and so that's how I was able to kind of overcome that, you know, loneliness as far as companionship and not having someone with me and doing things on my own and being left, you know, in my own thoughts, etc. I wrote everything down. Another area that, you know, people don't talk about enough, and this is something that does turn pretty positive in my opinion, but you know, we, sadly in the world we live in, we have our guards up all the time. We don't easily trust anybody and we always think people have the worst intentions. You know, it's hard not to when you see what's going on in the world. But I promise you, there are truly more good people out there than bad. We just only hear about the bad things, you know? And so when you go out there, I do believe you should always keep a guard up, but don't have it up so high that you're not embracing meeting new people and experiencing the culture. You know, when someone's offering you help or trying to start a conversation or really just anything, you know, yes, you will come across people that don't have the best of intentions. But I promise you, and I found this in my experiences more often than not, I've met some very good, true, and honest people, and those people have become such great friends of mine. You know, it's how you're gonna immerse yourself in the culture. It's how you're gonna make new friends. It's how you're gonna learn and experience things. You know, I know stranger danger or whatever is a thing, and it's a reality we all face, and we're taught it very young, and you should always trust your trust your instincts. 
but don't have it up so high and don't be so turned off that you miss out on all of these amazing experiences. If I did that, I would not be able to tell you any of these stories today because I would never have the experiences I had. And then to really tie into having different experiences, you know, one other big thing that I think oftentimes when we're planning trips and especially when we're planning solo trips to limit the amount of time we are just in our thoughts by ourselves we really jam pack our itineraries because we don't want time to just sit there and think about how oh my gosh i wish someone was with me or i'm super lonely so you want to keep busy so you're not thinking about it however one of my favorite things to do that i think everyone should try at least once when they're traveling is to go to like a cute little cafe or a deli grab something to go head to a park and just sit and watch watch how people interact with each other spend their time enjoy life share moments and it doesn't mean you don't go out there and see all the different sites and the landmarks and the tourist attractions and do all the things but once in a while slow down chill and really take in your surroundings because that's how you're going to really truly get into the location and immerse yourself into where you're traveling and the destination you're at and it's such a wonderful experience too because then you kind of feel like a local and so you feel a little less overwhelmed by the experience when you're able to just sit and breathe and just take it in and you know oftentimes and especially us americans you know we do jam pack our itineraries also um because we don't get the time off that a lot of other places have and so we think oh my gosh i gotta get it all in i don't know when i could do this again and so that makes us forget to slow down and enjoy when we're sitting down for a meal savor the tastes and the smells have conversations with locals that last hours you know i've gone to pubs and sat there and have talked for hours and missed a museum you know appointment like or tour time that i was supposed to do because i was just talking but I so much would have, I'd rather have that experience with this person than just go see artifacts. I could do that any day, I can make a new reservation. You know, dance in the street to the music of the city, see a street fair, go to a festival. We live in a world that is just very go, 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 and we let everything that's important just pass us by because we're always looking for the next best thing or what's coming next. And if solo travels taught me anything, it's that being more immersive is really how you're going to create that unique and once in a lifetime experience that's going to enrich your life. And so, for example, if you were to ask me my favorite experience traveling solo, although amazing, it is not going to the Sistine Chapel. It's not seeing the Coliseum. It's not, you know, seeing Machu Picchu. It's the truck that I took along the way with porters. It's going to Crete and meeting a family who run vineyard and meeting the family that ran that vineyard and being able to see how they lived their daily life and ran their business and chat with them about life in Crete and how long they've owned this vineyard and how it's been passed through their family through generations. Have a delicious meal with them, you know, can my own Kalamata grapes and then try to learn, because I don't know how much I did, the Sirtaki dance, you know, which is a one of the more popular Greek dances, folk dances that you'd learn. And I would never have done that if I just spent time go-go-going, making sure to fit everything in. Did I miss some sights in Crete? Of course. But this was so much more enriching to my life and, you know, helped me learn so much more about Greek culture 
than going to see any ancient landmark that I could just read in the books. So the last unspoken truth I want to leave you with is that although we all know that traveling is amazing, it enriches your life, and I preach about it all the time, I don't think people fully understand that you are going to leave your first solo adventure a more empowered, confident, and independent woman. Time and time again, I mention this on blogs, podcasts, etc., on how solo travel enriches your life. Whether it's smashing cultural stereotypes or improving your mental health, I truly feel to learn and grow as a person, traveling is one of the best ways to do it. And after every trip I have taken, whether it's for work, traveling solo, traveling with somebody, I tend to find something new about myself that I didn't know. You know, one of those biggest lessons being, I truly can do anything I have the passion and determination to do. No matter what I feel about myself, no matter my physical limitations, if you're really, truly passionate and determined to do something, you can do it, 100%. You know, I am not very confident in my physical appearance, my strength, so when it did come for me trekking, you know, the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu, I doubted myself the whole time. I was like, no way am I going to be able to do this. I am not like, you know, can I run on a treadmill? Yeah, for a little bit. Can I do the elliptical? Of course. But to trek Machu Picchu for four days, I was terrified. And of course, you know, I'm someone who looks up different stories and, you know, I would read stories of those that were the definition of physically fit. You know, you'd have these CrossFitters not be able to complete the full trek. And that's not because they failed or they weren't able to physically do it. It's unfortunately, they had an uncontrollable reaction to the altitude. They got altitude sickness, which is something you cannot control. You could do, you could take precautions to to limit your effects and to try to make it so that doesn't happen. But not everyone those, you know, those precautions work for. And so I would find myself saying, oh my gosh, if they couldn't do it, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. But guess what? I did. And it was hard as hell. And there were days I wanted to just give up, collapse, and cry. I truly challenge myself so much. I have never felt more physical and emotional exhaustion than I did on this trek, but I kept going. Now, I did have a lot of adrenaline and a lot of motivation because it was shortly after my father passed. If you've read the blog or listened to the podcast episode about my Peruvian trip and, you know, my trek to Machu Picchu, you know a lot about this. But I was numb. I was defeated with everything and when I tell you this experience helped me feel again and made me alive again, <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. I truly had the most eye-opening and awakening experience doing this. And I almost canceled my trip because I doubted myself. You know, I was sore but my body was acclimating, you know, to the altitude wonderfully. And I, you know, I'm allergic to the medication that you have to take um, because it has sulfa in it. So I was relying solely on coca leaves. And luckily that was working for me. Now it might have worked for me without even taking it too. But I knew, okay, this uncontrollable thing isn't happening to me. 
So now everything that is in my control, you'd best be sure I'm going to do it. And I did. And so now when I face things that are challenging and I think there's no way I can accomplish this or, oh my gosh, I'm not worthy you know, of doing this or anything, I of course get nervous and I might have like some of that self-doubt happening. I mean, I am human. However, I do ultimately make the decision to take it head on. And more often than not, I succeed. And that's not to come off conceited. That is to just say, to trust in yourself, believe in yourself. No one else is going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. How can you expect them to? Really, truly understand that, and I know it's so cliche, the, you know, what you put your mind to, you can achieve, but it really is true as long as you are determined and you focus on it and stay, you know, stay positive even when it gets hard. And I know that's easier said than done, but it makes a big difference. So I think my solo traveling experience on being able to learn all of these, you know, things (laughs) that I didn't know. Like I knew none of this before I went on my first trip. I wish I had a resource to teach me these things or to at least just, you know, inspire me. I had nothing. Everything was very negative and against solo travel. And I'm glad I didn't listen you know, because I don't, I wouldn't be able to be here today and be a resource and a, you know, someone to empower you and inspire you to get out there. So for all of my experienced travelers, you know, definitely let me know in the comments if you have any other, you know, unknown truths about solo travel, whether negative or positive. We like to keep it real. We need to be transparent. There's good and bad things to everything in life. Um, so please sound off. Be you know, constructive and positive in these tips, please. Um, I don't want anyone to, you know, just be negative Nancy the whole time and things like that. So, you know, really just share your from your experiences or experiences of someone else. I love learning from you as well. I don't know everything. <laughs> um, so I love when people can learn from each other. And if you have never traveled solo and this helps you realize you know, other things you can experience and go through, you know, let us know. Like, I would love to know, has this helped you, you know, get a more realistic view on the world of solo travel and does it make you more empowered to do so? Um, I love learning, you know, what these episodes do for you. So that's all I have for you today. Again, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to give us a rating on the podcast platform that you're listening on and I will see you next time. Huge shout out to our sponsors, Torlina and Anchor. Be sure to visit us over at solotravelwoman.com. And on whatever podcast platform you listen to this episode on, please be sure to leave us a rating and a review and let us know what you want to see on the next episode of the Solo Travel Woman podcast. See you next time.